Hey, what's going on, my friend? Welcome back to the podcast. It's Jordan Canlish here. On this episode, we've got a solo episode for you. So these, these solo episodes that I do are usually coming from an Instagram live that I've done. Now, if you don't follow me on Instagram already, check me out at State Shifters. I do lives at least once a week and either on TikTok at Jordan Canlish 01. So all my live streams, uh, I don't really plan them too much. I kind of just allow whatever comes through me to, to be shared. And I, and I trust that uh, the right information will be received for you to maybe unlock something within yourself, something that gives you an insight or a breakthrough or a deeper understanding as to what's next in your journey. So I invite you to listen with your heart, listen with your body, allow yourself to receive what you need from today's episode. And before we dive into things, I just wanted to share something with you. You know, I want to give you three of my favorite audiobooks. This is in alignment with today's sponsor of this show, Audible. And I want to tell you a little bit about these three books because audiobooks completely... Day, afternoon, evening, wherever you're dialing in from. Uh, I'm doing this live because I put some questions out on my story yesterday. Uh, So I just wanted to to take a moment, take some time to, to answer some questions uh, that, that people submitted through the stories. And if there's any questions that you have while I'm on here, feel free to, to put them in the chat. Um, and I'll do my best to answer them. Uh, let me just put that in, put it in here. One second. Welcome guys. Thanks for joining me. Uh, I'm going to be answering some questions, uh, and then just be flowing with what comes through. Uh, so if you have questions, put it in the chat. What's up? What's going on? Uh, let me see if I can, in this, here we go. All right, first question, let's go. I don't know who these questions are from, by the way, so I'm just reading them from who submitted them in the stories that I, that I posted. First question is, when are you coming to Costa Rica? Um, maybe later this year. I'm traveling to Canada at the end of August, so um, yeah, I'm gonna be on that side of the world, so I can't give an exact date. I'm like super excited to venture off and start traveling again. I've been in Perth for the last two and a half years, so I'm ready to, to explore. Um, yeah, what's going on guys? Welcome, hello from Ireland, hell yeah. Um, Chris, what's going on? I'm answering questions, so if you have questions, chuck them in the chat. Uh, next question is from Anonymous. What actions help you stop watching porn? Thank you for what you do, it helps. Um, well, I stopped watching porn probably when I was 20, 22, 21. And uh, I went into a long distance relationship with my partner at the time. So I studied in Canada in, in 2015 and met a beautiful Canadian woman out there who's now my girlfriend. And when I came home, she was still in Canada and, and I was like, I'm gonna give this long distance relationship thing a go, right? And it was during that time I made a commitment to myself to, to be celibate to be like, all right, no porn, no, no porn, no, obviously I wasn't getting with any other girls and I I gave myself the challenge of staying off porn, off masturbation until she arrived in Perth. Uh, And that was six months. And I I made it through that, that commitment with myself. And I realized during that time that I became, I unlocked so much more energy in my life because I was so committed to maintaining that focus and maintaining that that internal celibacy within myself that most men don't realize but we when you ejaculate or when you watch porn you're 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 leaking so much of your life force energy out and you lose your power in a way uh so if a man has a purpose if a man is 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 working towards something that's that's on his heart uh, he can channel, it's called sex transmutation, he can channel his sexual life force energy into other areas of his life. So 
I'm a big advocate for no porn. All the men that I coach, no porn, cut that shit out. Um, what's up guys? I'll do my best to come back to answer any questions that I've missed. I'm answering the questions first that were submitted on the story that I posted. Uh, and then I'll come back and answer any that I'm on here. Uh, I'm doing my best. So great that you guys are here with me, I'm, I'm pumped. Uh, this question is from some, what type of women are you attracted to? Oh man, I'm attracted to, to women who are embodied in their, in, the, in their own authenticity. I'm attracted to people who are authentic. I've been dating my girlfriend for the last six years now and she's, she's fully herself. She's confident in herself. So anyone who is confident, authentic, and is not trying to wear a mask, uh, that's attractive to anyone, right? Uh, what does it mean to be a man? This is a, that's a great question. Wow, I think um, everyone has their own uh, response to that. I guess for me, what, what it means to be a man for me, I guess that, that, that definition is changing as, as we evolve, right? As this next generation, the new generation of men, the modern man, uh, in my opinion, has to be well-rounded. A man has to be well-rounded. He has to be able to, um, you know, stand up for himself in many different arenas and areas. It's, it's not just okay. A man just doesn't provide anymore financially. A man has to provide in terms of safety and security and stability for his family, for his community, for his tribe. Uh, and for a man to hold a level of power and potency within himself, he must, uh, he must go within him. He must go within and face off with his darkest fears. You know, a real man to me is someone who doesn't shy away from facing his fears. Stand, looks fear in the face and walks through it. Uh, those men are powerful because when, when a man is not afraid to face off with himself, he can't be touched. Nothing external can really affect him. Uh, so, you know, I'm really committed to that. And for any men watching, I, I always ask that question. What are, you, what are you most afraid of in your life? What scares you the most? You know, and, and go in that direction. Because when you faced off with all your fears, you have like a different level of energy about you. You go like, bring it on life, let's go. I've faced off with my fears. I'm not, I'm not afraid of dying. And that to me is a fucking leader. And that to me is what we need more of in this world, men who have embodied that philosophy. There are a lot of like powerful men out there that are just scared, wounded little boys. And you can see through it, right? Money is the, is the big illusion or protector of that. Next question. Uh, do you think emotions hang around in our bodies until we allow and process them years and years later? Yeah, for sure. You know, everyone's heard the book. You may not have heard the book, Body Keeps the Score. The body holds on. The body is a record of the past until we go in there and feel and move through the residue. That's what it, it's almost like what it is, right? We go growing up, we have these traumatic experiences. We have emotionally charged experiences that are intense. And our mind at a young age doesn't know what to do with that. So what the mind does is it creates layers, it creates protection mechanisms so that we don't have to feel those intense emotions again. But really, the emotions are stored in the body, in the fascia, in the tissues, in the cells, right, in the DNA. Um, it's true, like these books, right, you, you can read like Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton, a lot of Joe Dispenza's work talks about how trauma starts to activate different, different um, DNA strands and biological, like, uh, set points in the body where you, you actually can turn on and off certain genes through the level of stress and certain emotions that you fire. So yeah, the body does hold onto emotions and you know, through inner work like breath work, deep tissue massages, trauma release massage, yoga, yoga, body work, you can start to like free up vast amounts of energy through feeling emotions in the body. So yeah, that's my answer to that one. Uh, next question. 
what are the steps to heal heal from a trauma which impact is unchangeable and hard to uh, she didn't really finish that answer. So what are the steps to healing from trauma? Yeah, well, firstly, you've got to identify where or how that trauma is affecting you right now, right? Where or how that trauma is affecting you right now. So, you know, for example, you know, behavior is the surface level. You know, behavior, how someone behaves, your identity, your personality, your habits, uh, give the clearest indicator as to what kind of emotions you're holding on to, right? So if someone has toxic behaviors, if someone has destructive behaviors, there's a strong chance that that's meeting some sort of emotional need, yeah? Um, and they're just meeting it in an unhealthy way. So you look at your behaviors, look at the ones that are destructive and not serving you, then look underneath. What's underneath? What's the emotional need that I'm trying to have met through that behavior? And sometimes for people, it's connection, it's, it's love, it's to be seen, it's to be understood. Um, there's, there's all these emotional needs down there. And then, you can, and then you can start to meet those needs yourself and go, all right, um, whenever I feel angry or anxious, I, I behave in this way. What, where is that coming from? Okay, what is that feeling? Then you get to explore the feeling some more, right? The only place and the only time you can heal trauma is now, in the present moment. So bringing awareness to when those emotions come up and then it's up to you. Sometimes it can be helpful to understand intellectually, okay, when did this happen? When was the first time that I felt this? Uh, you know, and, and go into that process, which is an inner, inner child process. Or sometimes it can just be as simple as being present with the sensations that are coming up in your body and just by shining the light on the darkness, shining the light on the heaviness or the pain that's inside of you automatically that's dissolving or dissipating the energy. You know, the, as soon as you bring what's in the dark into the light, you're, you are now integrating. That's the process of integration. That's the process of becoming whole, okay? And, and that's, that's what healing trauma is. It really doesn't have to be simple or complex, sorry. Um, but if there's intense trauma there, if there's, there's really intense trauma, I would really suggest getting support from someone, a coach, a therapist, a psychologist, or, or some practitioner who can help you really go into that pain because the, the more intense the pain, um, the more courage is gonna be required and, and doing it on your own is not something I would recommend. Next question. So great to have you guys on here, pumped. Yeah, Wednesday morning out here, feeling fresh, feeling alive. Uh, next question, where are we? All the best, you're doing great, okay? That's not a question. Inner child healing, how to do it? Um, well, I kind of just answered that just now. Inner child healing is um, understanding that inside of us, we, we have an inner child that has certain needs that, that need to get met, right? And what happens is uh, when we don't have those needs met growing up, we, we adopt certain roles or archetypes or masks that we go out, that we put on to unconsciously get our needs met. Uh, for me, one of the masks that I would wear was the overachiever. You know, who else can relate to the overachiever mask? You know, you, you just want to like, crush it at everything, work really hard to achieve success so that you can feel worthy of love, so you can get validated. You know, who else resonates with that mask? Yeah, that's, one, that's one mask that I put on, and underneath that mask is an inner child that just wants to be reassured that he is good enough, that he is worthy of love. Some people do the opposite. Some people put the underachiever mask on, right? That's the, the mask where they don't, they don't even show up, they don't even want to play, they just hide, they don't even want to be seen. Some people put on the mask of like the, the life of the party, the one that's always trying to crack jokes and be funny, but underneath they just need, they just want to be reassured that they are worthy of love, right? There's, there's so many masks and archetypes that, have, that come from an inner child wounding. Um, and once you understand it, once you understand what your masks are, 
then you can start to look at, okay, underneath this is, is a part of me, a younger part of me that wants my attention. It wants to be seen. And the only person that wants to be seen and loved from is you, is yourself. And that's when we get to, when we start to meet our own needs in that way, we become a so much more integrated and responsible human because we don't project our shit onto other people. People pleasing, that's a big mask. Yeah, big time. I relate to that, um, investy. Uh, people pleasing is a big one. Um, I'm gonna get back to these questions, guys. Uh, there's only a couple more left on this, uh, on this list that I've got here. Uh, okay, so that's the inner child one. Where did you get all this wisdom from something you've been through. Uh, the wisdom, the wisdom that you know I'm sharing or anyone shares, really comes down to this is this is a thought that I had the other day around where where does wisdom come from? Um, it comes from living more, living life in a conscious way. The more you become conscious and the more you're aware and present throughout this experience of living as a human, uh, you get to take action and and observe from a higher perspective and get feedback from life, right? So the more, the more years you live in a conscious way, in, in, a, in a way where you're self-aware, um, the more wisdom you accumulate uh, because you're willing to, like I said before, go in pursuit of your fears, face your fears, face discomfort. And all of those practices and all of those ways of living provides you with lessons and deeper levels of understanding of yourself, yeah? And, and what that turns into is wisdom. Because you're filling your mind. I, what I do, I did, was read lots of books, observe lots of information, be around really uh, intelligent or wise people for, at a young age, and then apply the information they were giving me, right? Knowledge plus action turns into wisdom. And, and as you do that over a period of time, um, you start to really feel that in someone. And I look at people, you know, people who are a lot older than me who've been living this way of living for, for a lot longer, and you can feel it in their energy. You can feel it. They're, they're so wise because they've just they've had more time in the game, right? They've, 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 they've been living consciously for longer. So the earlier you start living a, a conscious, embodied, present, mindful life, um, the better because you're going to be so much more wiser, you know, three years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. So... Fanfast, great to have you on here, my friend. So great to have you on here. Um, two lives in a row you've been attending. How good is that? Uh, next question. Uh, we've got how to work through the limitations of being unvaxxed, i.g. wanting to travel overseas. Well, I feel like that's, that's changing soon. Whoever asked that question, that's changing soon. Like, just stay true to your path. Stay true to you know, your truth internally. Like, really listen to your body. Uh, I'm a big believer in and not compromising my truth in order to please. A lot of people did that with the, the vax. You know, they compromised their truth because they wanted to, they didn't want to upset people. They didn't want to rustle people's feathers. They wanted to keep family happy, whatever. I'm not about that. I'm not about that. I, I refuse to compromise my truth in order to please governments and policies and shit like that too. Um, if something doesn't feel right in my body, then it's a, it's a no. And I'll wait. Uh, I'll wait for however long I need to. Uh, or they'll find another way around it. So uh, whoever's on that, on that train, yeah, well done and staying true to yourself. And if you had to get it and you chose to get it, as long as you came from a place of acceptance, then you're all good, you know? Don't, just don't resist, <laughs> don't resist. Uh, next question. When did you get confident in your healing journey being the way and being seen for it? Um, confident in my healing journey. Uh, I mean, like, when I, I was working as an accountant before sharing all this stuff and, and, and being like a presence online uh, and 
I was not very confident at all. I was very shy. I was very um, afraid of being seen actually. And I realized while I was working as an accountant, how unhappy I was and how um, disconnected I was from my purpose and my truth. And, and that path took me onto my healing journey uh, well, it took me deeper down my healing journey and, 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 it, and it kind of had a natural progression of me opening up more of myself, opening up more of my um, more expanded possibilities inside of my being. And naturally, I just wanted to share that with people. So when you go through your healing journey, you know, you, you're probably going to want to share what you're learning or discovering with others. Right. And I just at the time wanted to share that on social media. And this was Seven years ago, I started making content because I just wanted to share. I had a blog. No one was reading my blog. No one was following me. I was just like, I was just so pumped about what I was discovering within myself that I had to share this with other people because I wanted other people to to know or to get this support as well. So naturally, it has evolved. You know, in the last year, you know, I really feel like I've discovered a new level of creativity in terms of how I share this content. Um, so that's probably. A lot of people who are on here have probably only just discovered me recently. So, but I've been sharing this stuff for for a while, for a long time, probably like seven years now. Um, thanks, FanFast. Appreciate you. Appreciate you a lot. Um, next question. Next question. Where are we? Um, how to heal trauma, addiction, and change negative behaviors? Any advice? Book recommendations? Yeah. Uh, well, I kind of addressed the trauma one a little bit earlier, but. Addictions are really coming from, my, one of my favorite quotes about addiction is from Eckhart Tolle and he talks about uh, an addiction is an unconscious refusal to face your own pain. Okay, so any addiction that you have in your life, there is, there is some sort of pain that you're using that addiction to mask. Yeah, Bishak, what a great, what a pleasure my friend, great to have you on here. Um, so look at your addictions, okay? Because underneath them is some sort of emotional pain from your past that is trying to be processed, trying to come out. And the decision that you get to make within yourself is, are you ready to face that pain? Are you ready to go in there and face the discomfort? So there's, there's an element of courage and there's an element of readiness that's required to face your trauma. Most of the time, uh, people who decide, or when you're ready to decide to go in your trauma, there's a there's a part of you that's like, I'm done. I'm done repeating the same cycles or the loops in my life. There's like a decision that you made to go, the pain of change is going to, is going to be less than the pain of staying where I, where I am. And then, and then you act. So you get to decide that's the most important decision. Are you ready to face your pain? And then once you are, like I said before, find a good coach, find a trauma-informed coach, find a therapist, find someone who you trust, who can guide you into the, the depths of your soul. Right, because it is uncomfortable. It is fucking uncomfortable, right? Which is why I'm, I'm a big fan. I, I'm a big believer in practice discomfort all the time, all the time. Whether it be at your workouts, whether it be your cold showers, whether it be just like doing things that are just mildly uncomfortable, like intermittent fasting, whatever it might be. Micro forms of discomfort is what prepares you for the macro forms of discomfort. When that big traumatic event happens or something unpredicted happens and it shocks your system. If you've practiced facing discomfort in your life, you can take a breath and go, all right, hmm, bring it on, bring it on, I got this. And you just feel all of it. That's it, man, that's it. You just, you, trauma is just feeling fully, being willing to feel and process things fully while being supported through it, while being held through it. Okay, so I'll reiterate that fact. If you feel like you have intense trauma that you are afraid to go into, get support, get support with that, okay? 
Um, I think your question also asked some book recommendations around that too. You know, a great book I would suggest is uh, How to Do the Work by Nicole Lepera. That's a, that's a great book that, that really simplifies everything really well. Uh, another good book would be, to, would be um, The Body Keeps the Score. That's another really good book that I would recommend. Uh, the next question, the final question I have on here uh, is from Chris Christelle. Uh, what books do you suggest for self-awareness, self-love and, and understanding trauma healing? Cool. Um, I feel the, like, like I meant, obviously the books I just recommended, but to understand trauma healing, you really have to, to build a level of self-awareness. So creating self-awareness in your life is the first step. So I'm a big fan of Eckhart Tolle's work, you know, practicing present moment awareness so that you can notice the patterns in your life where the trauma is concealed. Okay, so the more you can catch the patterns, like I said before, the behaviors, the toxic behaviors, the, top, the old reactive patterns, the more you can become aware of them, the more you can then notice where the trauma is in your body and, and tune into that and feel that. Um, other books, I'm, I'm blanking on books right now, but yeah, how to do the work and, and the body keeps the score would be two ones to start with, with trauma uh, and Eckhart Tolle stuff. He talks a lot about the pain body, which is his way of discussing trauma. The pain body that is just emotional charge from the past, emotional residue that's stuck inside of our bodies from the past that is yet to be processed. And it so shows up as reactive patterns in our current lives. Cool. All right, guys, I got through all the questions. So I'm going to do my best. If anyone else has questions on here, feel free to pop them in the chat and I'll do my best to answer them. Um, also, if anyone, any men on this live right now, if, if this stuff, the trauma stuff, if learning how to do this kind of work resonates with you, I've got a workshop happening tomorrow, this time tomorrow, there'll be a workshop. Uh, you can click the link in my bio to, to register for that. That's if you want to go deeper, if you're ready to go deeper than just being on here with, with the lives, uh, the workshops where it's at. Um, let me see guys, what other questions have you got for me before I wrap this up? So great to have so many on here. I'm honored that you are willing to join me today. And uh, I really feel the more people start to tune into this work, like you might be just listening to this content and starting to have little openings. You might be starting to have little like insights, a sneak peek into yourself or having a deeper understanding of yourself. And that's always my intention with this work, with this content is if I can open something inside of you to allow something deeper to come through, then that's it. Just keep following that. Just keep bringing in the right information that's going to allow you to discover different layers or peel back the layers of yourself, right? Uh, someone just mentioned, yeah, Peter, Peter Walker from Surviving to Thriving. That's a good book for sure. Thank you for sharing that, Cheryl. Uh, and if there's any questions, Jay can't make the well show up. Yeah, that's all good, bro. I uh, appreciate you being on here. So the trauma work seems to be a bit of a theme that's been coming up for, for everyone that's, that's present today. Do you have any, Con has asked, do you have any advice for someone struggling with unintentional, unintentional manipulation? Well, if someone's unintentionally trying to manipulate you, then it really comes down to how, how conscious and present you can be within yourself so that you can notice what emotions are coming up inside of you, what's being triggered inside of you. And self-responsibility is such a big theme for the work that we're doing here, guys. Like the more you can be responsible for what's tr being triggered in you, what's coming up inside of you and not blaming anything external, whether it be a person, a situation, some sort of higher governing body, you take responsibility for your feelings and emotions, process everything that you need to so you can come back to a natural state of gratitude, love, 
presence, joy, because that is our natural state of being, right? When we clear out all the, the density, the heavy emotions, our natural state is, is love, is gratitude. Like if you sit in meditation for long enough, and I observe this all the time, the, the emotions start to peel away. I start to feel lighter. And then I just feel grateful. You don't even have to like try to cultivate it. it gratitude naturally just comes to the surface. So when you take responsibility for the things that are getting in your way of feeling that, then you can approach conversations with people who may be upsetting you or triggering you or things that things you're not you're not happy about externally. You can approach those those situations from a place of clarity, and you can have a conversation, a conscious conversation, uh, con with the person who's trying to manipulate you. Um, and, and say, hey, like, I'm, this is what I'm noticing is happening. This is how it's making me feel. This is what I need from you. And this is my request. Yeah? So that's like a nonviolent communication approach. Uh, I hope that makes sense. I mean, I mean me manipulating someone else with self, my self-pity. Well, yeah, so then that's reverse, bro. If you're, if you're, if you're pitying, you're, if you're in a state of self-pity, go into that. Where's that coming from? Are you grieving something? Is there some sadness you're not processing? Is there, some, is there something you're not taking responsibility for in your own life? This is the work, bro. Uh, and, and anytime you're projecting your, your pain, your, emotional, your emotions onto someone else, you know, that's when self-pity, that's, like, that's when it's dysfunctional. And that's when we create or we get stuck in patterns. We get stuck in trauma loops and our relationships start to suffer from that. So a healthy relationship is where each individual is doing their inner work, processing their emotions, and then coming and interacting from a place of conscious awareness communication from a place of clarity yeah uh epic bashak yes bashak my man feeling that feeling the peace finding the quiet the stillness within so good uh chrissy do you coach teens i coach anyone who is ready to dive deep chrissy this work is like i said uncomfortable this work is challenging i only coach the people who are ready to go there and when someone's ready to go there man whew, we go deep and we get results uh, and sh slow has negative thoughts loops are very distracting for me any tips on breaking out of those negative thought loops are usually coming from some sort of emotion that you're not facing some sort of energy that you're holding on to in the body that the mind is trying to avoid being with you, you with me so the, the mind will try to avoid feeling when there's something uncomfortable down there so notice when your mind gets particularly active usually that's a sign there's there's some sort of emotional charge in your body that that is that you're trying to avoid yes and so when you have a negative thought loop i would slow slow down straight away and go into that breath work meditate time in nature consciously decide i'm gonna feel what's down here and just sit with it and wait the thought loop might if you just observe and watch the thought loop that alone is you pulling your energy away from it. You can just notice and be like, All right, I'm gonna watch this thought loop for the next hour. I promise you, I promise you, that thought loop will dissolve when you get connected with the emotion that's underneath it, okay? I hope that makes sense. But yeah, just be willing to feel. Be willing to feel, give your permission, set the intention, I'm willing to feel and let this go. Uh, Aussie in Santa Barbara, hell yes, Chrissy. All right, guys, if there's any more questions, fire them through. Otherwise, I'll start to, to round this out. Again, for the men on here, workshop happening tomorrow. Uh, the workshop is about energetic discipline. Uh, the, energy, the reason I've called it that is because this inner work is all about maintaining a, a high level of standard for the energy that you embody in your life, okay? Because we don't attract what we want. We attract who we're being. And life is mirroring the internal energy set point that you've created for yourself. 
Okay, and what happens is most people have, have hold on to a lot of dense, heavier emotions that are weighing down their energy, and that's their level of consciousness, really. And at a lower level of consciousness, your interactions, your 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 how you relate with the external world is mir is mirrored. So if you're struggling with not making enough money, if you're not, if you're noticing your relationships aren't fulfilling, if you're noticing you're not attracting the opportunities that you want, there's something in, inside of you that's blocking that. So the workshop tomorrow is where I'm showing the guys, the gentlemen, this is just for the men, but I'll be doing a women's uh, co-ed one soon, how to increase your energetic standard, how to be more disciplined with your energy and how to do that work. Because I, the truth that I know is if you focus on doing the inner work, you take care of your internal world, the external world takes care of itself. You, the higher the energy that you bring, the quality of your relationship with this now moment determines the quality of your future. So if you can learn how to make peace with whatever's showing up for you right now and learn how to process that, then everything in your future will be taken care of. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> it's so simple, right? A uh, couple more questions, a couple more questions. Uh, Sydney, what are your thoughts on the manosphere and the big following it's getting? It's concerning for single women. What's the manosphere, Sydney? And I think I need more clarification around that. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, as to what you mean by that. Please clarify. Any, any other questions? A couple more questions and I'm gonna wrap this up for the day. Uh, so great connecting with you guys. Uh, T has asked, I'm struggling to take the next step in my healing journey and thriving. I just feel like it's gonna be so stressful. Any advice? Hmm. It depends on what that next step is in your healing journey, T. Uh, and if that next step is something that you know is going to be uncomfortable, uh, Stressful, it doesn't have to be stressful. In my opinion, stress is where you burn your body out and you're, you're stuck in the mind worrying and fearing the future. Stress and anxiety, yeah? Healing journey doesn't have to be stressful. It is uncomfortable, there's no doubt about that. You're gonna feel a lot of intense emotions. But if you are kind to yourself throughout that process, you can nourish your body. When you, when you go into that, that, the intensity, you come back and you nourish and you resource yourself and you be gentle. Yeah, you don't try to like do too much at once. Okay, just just take it slow. And if you have guidance and support from someone in your life, they can appropriately direct you on that path. Yeah, you get me? So have support and guidance. And if the practitioner or the coach is someone who is qualified enough, they will be able to support you in a way that is not stressful and can actually be, you know, quite liberating when you, when you do that. I hope that makes sense, uh, T. FanFast, I'm experiencing that right now and it's beautiful. Yes, love it. Uh, Meeks, can projection and awareness coexist or awareness that is still driven by fear? Can projection and awareness coexist? I mean, you can be aware of the fact that you're projecting something, right? You can be aware of the fact that, hey, I'm like, I'm, I'm like avoiding going there right now. Uh, but ultimately, like the truth is, the minute you're aware of something, it's no longer you. Yeah, the minute you see something, the minute you're aware of a thought, you're no longer the thought. <laughs> the minute you are aware of the pattern, you're no longer the pattern. That's where the power comes in, okay? Because then you can make a new decision. Do I wanna continue going down that thought or that pattern, or do I wanna decide to go this way instead? So awareness is really how you free yourself from, from anything that's unconscious. Uh, so awareness that is still driven by fear. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're aware of the fact that you're afraid, you're no longer afraid. <laughs> you're just aware of a part of you that's afraid. You get it? Makes sense? 
So that's, that's, that's the deeper spiritual truth, right? The real you is, is just divine love. The real you is ex- infinite expansion. And when we can try to connect and be aware of that higher self, that higher part of us, which is where trust and faith comes in, you can surrender yourself to that. You can surrender yourself to something far greater than you that is so divine, so loving, that is always going to take care of you in life. And when you have a connection with your higher power like that, nothing can really button. Like you can't truly be too afraid of what happens in this external world. Because ultimately, where you're going to end up, where we're all going to end up, is so much more beautiful than the limiting fears and stories that we often keep ourselves trapped in. Yeah? Um, and, and to know that in your body is, is another thing. To think it in your mind, but to know it in your body is another thing. That's where deep meditation work, like plant medicine work, whatever your spiritual practice is, so important to discover that within yourself. Yeah, Your connection with your higher power, connection with faith, that allows you to have courage to take big, risk, big risks in life. Cool, guys. Thank you so much for being on here. Yeah, um, If I missed your, missed your questions, uh, I, I apologize. I'll do my best to get to it next time, but... Tomorrow for the gentlemen, I'll see you on the workshop. For the guys that are on here want to be a part of the workshop, hit the link in my bio to register. I'm pumped. I'm going to be sharing some epic content on there. And uh, yeah, I'll be, be pumping out more content on here for you guys too. Uh, DM me if there's anything link that wasn't clear or any clarifications or any further support that you need. DM me. I'll do my best to get back to you. Uh, much love, guys. Have an amazing day. Peace.